And welcome, everybody. Welcome. Episode number 24, the Bob Probert edition, fellas. Of Hockey. And here with the boys, we're on Zoom. It feels like I haven't talked to you guys in fucking forever. We'll bring in Rob first. Rob, what the fuck is up? So I'm going to swear a shit ton this episode because I didn't last episode because it was our ladies edition. So I was trying to be classy for the girls. But now, Rob, what the fuck, fuck that shit? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Bro, it was by choice that we haven't talked to each other for a while. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going hey, on? Hey, did you? Uh, hey, let let before we go oh, anywhere. Yes. Oh yeah, sorry. Let's talk I will about say, our new fucking sponsor, bro. I will say off the top here, this episode and every episode moving forward will be brought to you by our good buddies over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. So big shout out! Big shout out! Yeah, big shout out to those guys over there taking care of us. They're giving us shirts, hats, beer for the boys on the pod. So big shout out to Greg. And uh, all the Grondins and the crew over there at GL Heritage. You're all my hero. Yep. Check them out. They're on uh, They're on uh, Howard right near the White Church there. So check them out, guys. So GL Heritage. Right around the corner from my house. I think yeah. I might go visit soon. Yep. GL Heritage, Beer of Hatcher Cocky. So, Rob, what's up, man? Oh, not much. I, I just crushed one, a couple of those blondes in the interview we just did. We're not going to say who that was, but uh, what a fucking awesome interview. That will be up in two weeks, but yeah. Uh, just before we started this podcast, Misty's driving me over here, and uh, Jack's going to do the, uh, what do you call that, Indiana Jones, you know, jump jump the uh, out, of, out of the uh, garage and... Uh, step over the light, you know, so the garage door doesn't stop. Well, yeah. he don't fucking tag his head. Oh. Fucking clothesline himself. I fucking laughed so hard, bro. Almost pissed <laughs> my pants. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it was awesome. That'd have to hurt, though, man. <laughs> it was great. Fucking exploded his hat and everything. <laughs> like a YouTube moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I had had a camera out of there, bro, we would have made a million bucks. <laughs> and the other voice you hear there, that's our that's our boy, Wally. Wally, what's going on? Uh, not too much, man. Happy Saturday to everybody. And uh, things are going well, man. Just kind of uh, trying to get some time in, doing a little bit of shopping, et cetera, before we go on the big bad shutdown. I know. Another fucking lockdown coming here in Windsor. Start to get fucking stupid out there, people. Yeah. People, okay, listen. Before I – I was going to actually bring up some a few stats on Mr. Bob Probert. But before I get to that, people – just do your fucking part. Wear your fucking mask. Quit your bitching. No one else wants to wear them and everything. Let's just get through this shit, okay? If everybody does their own little part, we can get through this, okay? So that's I don't, I'm not, not going to go into a big rant about it. It just it drives me nuts because I see everybody online bitching about the masks and stuff. I don't want to wear them. You guys don't want to wear them. No one else wants to wear them. Trust me. Let's just get this shit over with, people. Seriously, fuck. Hey, can I just say something Something on top of that? Sure. You know what I'm going to like about this fucking COVID is that I'm essential. And when I drive down to number three, most of those assholes won't be driving slow in the left fucking lane. So <laughs> fuck is... all you fuckers. <laughs> that is true. Well, one um, thing I got to say is I'm a little upset about how it's all working out for our small business owners. Uh, you know, all those big box stores still open, you know what I mean? Max occupancy in there and shit like that. And, like, you know, the tiny neighborhood stores that usually have max two or three people in there. And, you know, 
like local money going to people that, you know, small businesses that work hard for us in our area are just getting, and I'm just going to say, anally raped. Yeah, what they need to do is shut down all those big box fucking places to limit the crowds and keep all the little guys open. That's it. I saw I saw a great post on Facebook by uh, a friend of mine, Travis Travis Beckstead, and he said, "Start boycotting all the big stores like Costco, you know, all, all those big ones, and start using your little mom and pop shops." Mm-hmm. You know, look at the money that's flying that. around right now, man, towards mm-hmm. top dollar fucking places you know what i mean those costco places and you know not only that just in every part of the portion of a, a daily life facebook look how much they're making you know what i mean tesla inventing cars and shit like you know money's just flying where money is meant to fly right now it's just a little weird mm-hmm. yeah it's it's all it's a it's and it's trying my opinion and it's trying trying times everybody's on edge too right so Everybody, just do your part. We'll get through it, and then we'll be good to go. So, moving on from that, um, so hockey. Yeah, let's get to the hockey. A couple of little stats on Mr. Probert. Mr. Probert played 935 games in the NHL. He had 163 goals, 221 assists, 384 points, 3,300 penalty minutes for Mr. Probert. East, uh, and also fun fact. Him and our previous guest, Mr. Darren McCarty, were both drafted. Batman and Robin. They were both drafted 46 overall. Sweet. So that's a fun, yeah, that's a fun little stat. Fun little stat. And boys, the biggest part, we have a date. Hockey is coming. They're coming back with the 56-game schedule. Puck will drop January 13th. We have an all-Canada division. What do you guys think about that, Wally? There is a God. (laughs) I've had enough of waiting around. Let's get it going. You know what I mean? Uh, It's still going to be weird, and it's still going to be all that bubble stuff, and there's going to be like a Canada – portion and you know like it, it, but let's get it going like because you know hockey's definitely a i think it's a need in society right now for canada especially mm-hmm. rob well i that that canada division is just going to be fucking enormous in canada like i could care less to watch the u.s teams i know you're you're a red wing fan there and but you know what i mean like it, it's it's going to be it's going to be like a playoff game i think in the canadian division Every fucking game. Damn straight. I am so jacked. I'll watch Edmonton, Calgary. I don't fucking care. Just, just, just Canadian teams alone. Is, like, is, how about Toronto and Montreal? And there, how many times are they going to play? Like eight or ten? You know what go. I mean? Yeah, let's go. Listen, I'm a fucking Wings Ooh. fan through and through. You guys know that, but I'm going to be watching that all fucking. I'm I'm going to be watching those guys too. Think about it. Battle I'm of Alberta. Battle, that up a lot. battle a lot, of Al- lot. Alberta's, Battle of Ontario's, the like, you know what I mean? Like this is going to be to me like this is going to be the most kind of weird year of hockey, but I think it's going to essentially be one of the best years of hockey because you're going to get all those fucking rivalries just over and over. There's going to be a lot of games of of teams that everyone loves to watch play, whether it be just old rivals for uh, uh, the original six, whether it be other rivals, it's going to be a great year for seeing games you do not usually see. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're going to do a 56-game schedule. So how they're actually talking about doing the games is they're going to do it kind of like Major League Baseball. So you're going to go into a city and you're going to play like three games in five nights or something. And then you're going to like move on to the next city. So they're going to do that. So everybody's not moving around as much, especially with all this COVID crap, right? So they're not going to be doing it. So they're not going to be traveling as much. So which I think is a is a great idea. It's just going to keep everything down, right, Rob? They, they should have done this a long time ago. Like base, baseball knows what they're doing for travel time. You know what I mean? When you think about it. And hockey, hockey's been taking so long to, to grasp this that i can't believe it it hasn't come to uh what is it fruition that's it earlier boiled to a head i I can use that word i can't spell it but i can use (laughs) (laughs) f-r-u-ition it's like a fruit with an ishing on the end with an exante goo (laughs) well what about you what do you think of the the of the like three games and five nights type deal and all these different things. They got to do that right now. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shit going on with the COVID stuff. Everybody knows, you know what I mean? And you want to blast off as many games as you can. Those people are taking off to next destinations after that. You know what I mean? You're just uh, into a different bubble. You know what I mean? You kind of got to keep it as low as you can. You know what I mean? So uh, if that means three in a row, three in a row, it is have a couple days off and you're three, go three in a row with the next, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. They're trying to blast it off, so it's you, you can't be doing one team, then another team, then another team, because that's just – you're breaking the bubble. You know what I mean? So, I get it. How many fights do you think there'll be when you have to play a team three times in a row like that? They're going to create such huge rivalries. But here's the thing I worry about. So, you, you're saying roughly three games in five days, because you can't go fucking three games in a row. These guys will be just fucking super gassed, and you'll have to take three days off for them to go on to the next fucking team. But that being said, mm-hmm. how many players are going to get lost when they go to Vegas for five days? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to lose a bunch of players. <laughs> that, th- that fucking place is going to be like the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm just getting on the plane. I'm just going to hand in my guilty card now. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Imagine that going into Vegas and you're like, wow, I'm here for, I'm here. There's just way too many bright lights. I I, got, look, squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? You know what they should do instead of those, instead of those weeks being off, like, you know how they, how they're they're doing that, uh, that week off, uh, Teams, you almost like the bye week for yeah. football. I hate it. Take the whole week off then for the whole league. Everybody take that fucking week off. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Like, is it, I mean, I look at Dallas's uh, result at the end of last year and just the, the, the damage done to physically to that team. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be a fucking factor again, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. Yep. What did you guys think of those fucking retro jerseys? Did you guys see those? Big no. Dallas man on the retro jersey. Who is your favorite? So Wally, you're 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 gonna go with fucking Dallas. Who is your? No, most... no, I didn't say that. I said it's. Oh, okay. a, I said I'm a big fan of it. The, the Sabers one looked pretty fucking sweet too, though. If you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Well, I like the neon on the Dallas, but the the, the old Sabers. Yeah, I'm going Sabers. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, Sabers was nice. Rob, what about you? Didn't see him. Oh, you didn't see him. Um. Who I was really disappointed with was the Red Wings. Like, it looks like a fucking practice jersey. 
Well, you can only put do so much thing with a fucking wheel and a wing. Yeah, but go back to the old school where they had like the stripes with the words across it or something. You know what I mean? Like go retro. Don't just mm-hmm. take a fucking practice jersey and slap a couple different colors on it and call it a fucking retro. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It was so dis. Sounds like the Red Wings are letting you down. As for the jerseys, yes. <laughs> um Everything else, I love what's what's been what's been happening over there. Like all the moves and stuff, I love it. But uh, it's just I don't like the retro jerseys. The one that I really and the Anaheim one was terrible too. Like why would you not go to like the one from the like Anaheim Ducks? Well, not the Anaheim Ducks, but the like Mighty Ducks like movie. There they went with the one that I don't know. It was fucking horrendous. This jersey, it was like the duck with the skates and. And everything it was super ugly um as for the ones that i liked like i don't know yeah wally i'm with you man the sabers one was really nice um montreal like it's kind of the same concept but i like the colors like it's kind of a different color like it's not that it's like kind of it's a little darker than a royal bluish but what they need to do is put red pants with it, though. They still have blue pants with it. If they put red pants with it, it would be awesome. Like, they would be fucking... I think I, it's like a team like Canton, uh, the Canadians, man. They should just do uh, uh, color reversal, man. Mm-hmm. Go blue with the red everywhere, you know what I mean? Or, you know, mm-hmm. like, just switch it up. Yeah, that's essentially what they did. Mm. But like well, the, I said... Every, every time Toronto changes a jersey, they either take a stripe off it or put a fucking stripe on it. And I can never tell the fucking difference what they've done to the goddamn thing. I want them to go back to the fucking like, you know, like late seventies, early eighties with like white, big fat stripes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like big shoulder, days. shoulder pad ones. Before you saw me. Yeah. I like that. Fuck that I, shit up. I like their green jerseys. And but you know, Trump can even do something good. like, uh, the, the Lions and do like a fucking Honolulu blue and gray pants, I think. Yeah, that, really cool. that would be sick. That would be Hon- good. Honolulu blue and T.O.? Yeah, that, that would be good if they... You could be like new PR guy. Yeah, that, that would said, be good. At, you know, if they fucking just listen to me. Nobody <laughs> listens to me. <laughs> that would be good if they were playing a like outdoor game or something to have something like that it would be sick. Right? That'd be awesome. But anyways, moving on from the jerseys. Um Maxime probably like check out this uh interview soon, maybe. I don't know. Well, I was just gonna mention Maxime LaPerriere real quick. He's all done now, all retired. He had a long, oh. long ass career too. I didn't look up the stats on him to be honest. Happy with. retirement. But yeah, he's one of those heart and soul guys, and uh so Best of luck to him in the offseason. Um, do you guys want to flip over to the interview, and then we'll kind of talk about some stuff on the back half? I think that's a great idea. Rob? If that's what we got to do, then we got to do it. <laughs> All right, then let's do it. Everybody, enjoy. We have Lakeshore head coach coming at you, Mr. Anthony Iaquina. Enjoy, everybody. Let's go. Roll it. This episode of Hat Trick Hockey is brought to you by 
Layuna 625. Layuna represents over 2,000 men and women who build infrastructure for major construction projects in the Windsor-Essex and Chatham-Kent, like the Herb Gray Parkway or the Gordie Howe International Bridge. They also provide a pre-apprenticeship and construction craft worker training in their state-of-the-art training center in Old Castle. Get the right skills for a rewarding, solid career in the construction industry. Join us. Learn more. Earn more. Check them out at Layuna. Una625.ca. And this next cat on with us played for our hometown 73s for a little bit. Also made a stop in LaSalle. Sorry. He's now serves as the current head coach out in Lakeshore now, which is an absolute wagon they got going on out there. Uh, I want to give a big hat trick hockey welcome to Mr. Anthony Iaquena. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So what's going on, man? How's things? Yeah, not a lot. Just uh, trying to stay as busy as possible over here. Yeah? How so? You know, just uh, finding different things to do right now. It's obviously a bit of a different time. So, um, you know, just trying to spend time with family, friends, and just keeping a close circle. That's all. Mm-hmm. So let's hop right, right into her, bro. So where did you – where and when did you start, like, playing hockey? Uh, well, I guess like as far as starting is concerned, uh, who knows, probably five or six years old, uh, just in, you know, the town of LaSalle, that's where I'm, I'm from. I was, uh, I was born in Mississauga, but I moved down here, uh, about four or five years old and, uh, right away got into, you know, just minor hockey skates, uh, whatever it was there. I know at the, at the time, you know, probably my first experience of hockey wasn't the greatest. I was, uh thrown on the ice I didn't want to go on the ice and uh I just remember uh the last thing I remember is my dad closing the gate on me and I was begging to come off and he just kept the door closed and uh, you know from there it was kind of just you know I don't want to say forced to play but you know it was (laughs) total dad move for sure and uh you know from there I just uh kept going back and you know I'm still there so did he teach you how to swim by throwing you in the deep end? <laughs> no, if that was the case, I probably still wouldn't be here because he wouldn't have jumped in after me. <laughs> That's funny. Go ahead, Rob. So where did you grow up playing hockey when you started? Uh, it would have been LaSalle, yeah. I, I, uh, I've played LaSalle basically from, well, house league and whatnot at six until – uh, about 17 years old. I played one year of uh, Sun County. I think I was 10 or 11, and then I came back just uh, with a bunch of buddies and good friends. And, you know, we just we had so many good memories that uh, it just kept bringing you back kind of thing. Mm, that's awesome. Well, you came ahead. into uh, into the Essex 73s, what, that 07-08 season, man. You could have put up some pretty monstrous numbers playing defense. Was defense always your thing, or were you one of those – Good forwards that they just decided, hey, you know, we'd like to see you on D with your side. <laughs> um, well, I mean, as far as, like, when I started playing, I was kind of just, you know, I was a, always sort of a bigger guy. It was more or less, uh, you know, your big go play defense kind of thing, right? That's that's the way it was. Um, you know, with Essex, actually, my first year wasn't so so good. Uh, I think uh, Point Streak only has me there for three. But before Point Streak was even alive, I was uh, I played and didn't really have a, a great first year. But um, you know, I, when I tried out for Essex, they actually had me as a forward. I played a little forward in in, in high school hockey and a little bit of defense as well. So 
it's probably where I got some of the, you know, more offensive instincts, I, I guess you could say, but. Um, I've seen too, you had uh, racking up some minutes there later on, eh? Like, were, you, uh, were you like fighting or was that just a little bit of everything? Some pims. Yeah. Uh, in Essex or was that? Uh, Your last year in Essex. You had like 104 or something. Yeah, I, I, you know, it just, I think maybe it was more so, you know, um, you know, coming from a, a different sort of time, right? I think that uh, things were a bit different when I first started playing in Essex versus my last year. I think that's, you know, I always say my first year to my second year was a, was a big difference, it's like as far as not only the guys I was playing with, but the guys you're playing against. And, uh, you know, they started to tighten up the game a little bit and, mm-hmm. and things became um, a little bit less acceptable. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough transition, a tough adjustment. And I think I just, you know, may more or less got uh, called for a bit more things that maybe I would have in years past, you know, as they were trying to transition, you know, obviously fighting and a little of the uh, extracurriculars out of the game. Well, a guy of your freaking size too, right? Like you probably get those bumps once in a while. You get a dumb call over something like an elbow or. Yeah, something. I used to get a lot of elbowings, and actually, my elbows are pretty. Uh, I wouldn't call them normal right now, but I think that's just you know, <laughs> part of playing hockey with uh, you know even the old school equipment. The the size of the shoulder pads, you know, from my first year versus the guys I see nowadays is something that uh, is a, a little bit different. That's for sure. Well, I can bet with a guy with your size, you're probably one of those guys that's got like a with a stick in his hand. Your wingspan's about 16 feet, type shit. You know? So. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. got a, a long wingspan, but I always, uh, you know, always had coaches tell me that I needed a longer stick. But uh, yeah. you know, I just looking right. <laughs> yeah, just something I, I never, uh, I never really used. I, I thought my arm length was enough, and kind of went with that. Mm-hmm. Who was your de- favorite defenseman growing up? Like, who did you model yourself after? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I know my dad's was uh Boyer Selming, so that's who he wanted me to be after, but you know, obviously, that was Leafs, yeah, what a good was, man. Yeah, yeah, big Leaf guys, so uh, that was before my time. Um, but I think you know, if, if you're in the area and you know, you watch, you know, as much as I don't like the Red Wings, you watch Nick Lindstrom play, right? And you just he's the guy, right? He was the best that uh, you know, there was at the time and um, obviously you know Chris Pronger played with a little bit of edge too but you know maybe not a guy that you know I, I would say I model my game after but uh, you know I don't know you know it's, it's tough to say you know at that time if you were you know six foot five six foot six you were you know you weren't a good skater you were expected to hit and play tough and um, I didn't necessarily do that with all the penalties that were called right I always tried to play a little more offensive a little you know, jump into the rush and, and whatnot. And, you know, when I played, defensemen didn't really do that. Now, now if you look at the game, it's changed so much where D are jumping into the play and they're expected to contribute offensively. And you know, I was a little bit like that back then when, you know, it wasn't really, you know, the time and the place for, for that to happen per se. Mm-hmm. Well, they all seem to be like small forwards now, you know, the, the, D, the, the D nowadays. Yeah, you know, I, I, I went on a – uh, a call with U.S. development program. They were doing some things over the, the break, and I got an invite sent to me, and they were just talking about, you know, how the game's transitioned where defensemen now are like an extra attacker, right? And they, they actually – they call it a positionless hockey. So, 
it's an interesting theory and um you know it's it's one that definitely wasn't sort of you know mm-hmm. strategized back when i played but it's definitely uh you're seeing it more so nowadays where guys are just i don't want to say reckless but they're they're able to just go in whenever they want and people are covering for them mm-hmm. what's that one rank you just hated going to that one where it's like you see it on the freaking thing and it's like oh fuck we gotta go there what's that one rank you know, I don't know if I if I ever had one. Um, I kind of, you know, especially in the junior C circuit, I kind of used to like uh, you know, all the ones that were there. I love Moortown. Moortown was tiny. There's no place to hide. I used to like that. Um, <laughs> I, I used to love Bell River. I used to think their ice was the best. I used to, you know, love how they used to pack it. Uh, and, you know, it's a rivalry game, so that's something that you never, you know, want to shy away from. Um Wheatley's was wide, lots of room to play, you know, and, and all these rinks are the same. I used to love Alvinston, you know, when it used to snow in Alvinston, they used to actually get snow into the arena. So it was kind of, uh, you know, funny and we used to have a lot of laughs there and whatnot. So, um, you know, the only place I ever really played that I didn't really enjoy was in Penajang, but we only played, I think, two games there. So I you know, can't say I really dreaded playing there too much. Why, like, was it so bad there? Uh, they, they, they were just, uh, they're a little bit on the crazy side of things. Um, like they used to have, uh, I forget what it was called. I think it was the zoo club or, or something like that. And they were, you know, had a guy dress up like a King and he was running around and just, <laughs> just screaming with, with his staff and whatnot. And it just made it really interesting. I didn't, I didn't have it too bad. I wasn't one of really the, uh, the good players at the time, but you know, our goalie, uh, Eddie Wheeler had it pretty rough and, it made it an intimidating place to play. Mm. Who was your favorite coach growing up? Uh, you know, I've only really had three coaches growing up. So, um, you know, for me, you know, especially with uh, our relationship afterwards, I'd say uh, Tony Porosky for sure did the most uh, as far as molding my mind and, and, and helping me with the game. Well, go ahead, bud. You got something else? Yeah, like what? So when when what was the moment that switched you into the into the frame of mind where you wanted to get into the coaching gig? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I was like, you know, it's kind of like when I, when I played too. Uh, you know, after high school hockey, I had no sort of um, I don't want to say desire, but I had no sort of mindset that I was going to go play hockey after it just sort of happened, and that's like coaching. Uh, uh, when I finished playing hockey, it just a friend of mine got asked to coach a, a AAA team in Sun County, and and he was uh, a little busy. It was his cousin's team, so he uh, he asked me if I wanted to, and I said uh, I'm not sure. And you know, one thing led to another, and the coach asked if I wanted to meet. We met, and uh, you know, next thing you know, I'm coaching you know Sun County hockey team there, and about ten years ago, and. You, know, you just keep getting offers here and there since and you know I've always accepted them I've always enjoyed going to uh, the rink and spending time with the guys so you know something that I've just continued to do now you were in Essex for a bit right behind as the far as yeah coaching yeah I was assistant coach there um forgive me if I, I forget my years but just everything kind of blurs by as you get older but I think it was 2011 to 2014, I want to say. Yeah. Did you win anything there? Uh, just league championships. We made it to all Ontario, I think, 
two or three times out of the three years. I, I can't remember. I know we lost for sure once and picked it, and that's a series I, I, I remember. Um, I can't remember if Grimsby the other two years were in the semis or if they're in their finals. Who's, who's the head coach when you're in Essex? Uh, Gil Langlois. Well, go ahead, man. Yeah, so like I mean, you switch like you I mean you've been switching around, then you, you jumped into like you're in Lakeshore, so like I mean you're Bell River now. Like, how's your uh, how's that all going? And you know, anything <laughs> you see forward looking? Like in what sense? Like, do I see? Like in like forward looking? Like, I mean, did you do you plan on like just keep going with the coaching? Like, I mean, you know, are you going to be? I mean, you keep saying you get you get offers, kind of thing. Like, are you know, do you just do you want to just keep coaching? Yeah, you know, I'm very fortunate with with where I'm at right now that I'll just keep going. You know, if people keep offering, it's something I'm definitely interested yeah. in uh, in pursuing. Uh, you know, as you go to higher levels, I think that's one thing I wish I would have done as a player yeah. is, uh, you know, challenge myself a bit more. That's what I'm asking. Like, would you yeah. like to go higher? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I think that's uh, you know, as you get older, you start to realize that uh if you can you know challenge yourself and 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 get out of your comfort zone you know good things can come and good things can follow so it's something i wish i would have done when i played and you know now uh coaching if, if the offers come i'll definitely listen not necessarily mean i'll take it right you always got to take into consideration you know who you're going to be working with and what you're going to be doing right um you know right now i'm extremely happy in Lakeshore. I know that uh, our GM, Mark Higgins, become a great friend and uh, he's just, he's awesome. Does a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So it makes my job very, very easy. Uh, my two assistant coaches are, you know, they're going to stand in my wedding one day. So I can't complain about, about that. You know, you're, you're coaching with good friends and, and uh, you know, my other coaches are, I got one of them is my cousin and Dan Bowden and uh, Lane Parents, just a, an outstanding you know, coach, he's got a great work ethic. So uh, he'll be a head coach one day. And and uh, our old guy, Rene Loignon, he's just uh, great to have around the rink, right? And I got pops there. You know, I just, I'm in such a good situation right now that, you know, it's not that I'm not in a rush to leave, but, um, you know, I'd have to listen and I'd have to evaluate at that point if uh, if I were to, you know, go anywhere else. You guys got to fuck. Yeah, I mean, I could. I guess you would have to evaluate what you're leaving as well as what you're going to. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I'm just you know, you're so happy with you know my my or you know, I haven't even mentioned our owners, the, the savages. They're just amazing people who, you know, are so generous and uh, you know, who care so much about their team that you know you don't just leave for no reason, right? There there has to be a, a good situation with. Uh, uh, where you know that that people care as much as you do, right? Mm -hmm. You got an absolute like just complete fucking wagon going on over there. So what are you like? What are you doing with these guys to make this team like this? Like, is there any certain like secret? Like, is there like obviously you're not going to tell us anything? Yeah, right? We won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you do a little like differently compared to other? like coaches shall we say to get them like this you know what uh you know unfortunately i don't i don't know too much about uh 
what's going on with other places. Uh, maybe that's part of it. You know, who knows? Uh, you know, again, I was always told, you know, don't focus on your neighbor's grass, focus on yours. Right. So maybe, I, I don't know if that, that's a reason why, but, uh, you know, again, I think it goes back to who you surround yourself with, you know, first off we have, you know, so many good players, uh, they just keep calling. Right. So it's just, when you get the horses, right, it's, it's a little bit easier to, to ride with them. So it's just, you know, very, for that it's incredible. Uh, and again, you know, my, my coaches, I can't say enough of it. Like, I don't, I don't, know what goes on with the penalty kill i just give that to ron susie i don't know what goes on with the power play i just give that to milan dobrik i just i go to the rink every day i just make sure our guys are having fun and and uh you know it's so far seems to be working okay and we kind of just keep going with it so they hired you to be a man rocket <laughs> yeah, I just got to stand behind the bench and look good. And that's, uh, that's enough of a challenge for me. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, it makes it enjoyable. Right. And like I said, I just, you know, when you have those guys around you, you can just, I don't want to say coast, you know, cause we put in work, but you, you can kind of just trust that they're doing a good job. And like I said, you know, if, if you guys came into the room or, or met our players, you know, you, you'd see a, a group of young men that just, uh, they're, they're really mature. They're, uh, and, and most importantly, they just, they love each other. They do everything together. And, you know, when you, when you have that, it kind of just makes everything a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great thing about, you know, you, you, you've guys, you've guys had such great teams there out there in Bell River, as well as Essex you know, all these kids growing up that, you know, and they know they're going to be playing junior C, they want to go to one place or the other, you know, so you, you, you get a pretty good pick of the litter. Yeah. But that being said, how, how many guys on your team are actually from, from Bell River? Oh, 14. I want to say wow. we got, yeah, we got a, a heavy influx of uh, Bell River kids and it just, uh, you know, they're, they're they're such good guys and they're really they get along with one another so well and and, you know that could be part of it the fact that they're from Bell River but you know I think it's just easier too. you know your your fans want to see local guys your uh you know your organization wants to help build in the program right so it's just it's something that we enjoy doing we enjoy getting you know, our local kids out there with a good mix of uh you know I'll always love my LaSalle kids I'll, I'll always love the you know Windsor guys too. Um, SXO, eh? Yeah, no, I, I do. I enjoy my SX guys. You know, I played with a lot of them, and uh, I know what they're made of. So, but you know, when when you're building a team, you know, it's definitely something that you take into consideration. But you know, it's 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 you know, for us, it's the best players are gonna are gonna make it, and they're gonna gonna uh, play. So, we're just very fortunate that the uh, Bell Minor program is doing such a good job that uh, they're just producing a lot of really good players. So what is going on this year with the COVID? Like what's happening? What's your schedule? What's the, like, what's the protocols? You know what? I, I wish I had an answer for you, but that's above my, uh, my pay grade. That's Mark Segan, the GM. He's, he's handling all that. I basically, you know, I just, he knows how, how my assistant coaches and me are, you know, in the, in the off season, we kind of just disappear and get away from the game. And that's what we encourage our players to do as well. Um, and I tell him all the time, just tell me when it's two weeks before training camp and, you know, we'll all be there and we'll all uh, be ready to work and until then. Just uh, 
know, not leave us alone, but don't call so much, you know? <laughs> Do you think that we're going to actually see some hockey this year or what? You know, I, I, again, you know, that's, uh, that's something for the health professionals to uh, sort of decide, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you're in school right now where um, you see all the different cases going around in, in the city and it's not looking so promising, but uh, you know, on, on the other side of things, there's talks of uh, a vaccine, you know, coming out. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect. I think that's kind of the crazy part about all this is that there, there's so much uncertainty that you just kind of have to, you know, be ready to go and be ready to, you know, react to anything that comes. So uh, we're hopeful that we're going to play, but you know, as of right now, if you look at the prospects of it, I don't know how, how, you know, we can play if, if, if it continues like this. Do you, do you think, uh, so if the, if the, um, the league came to you guys and said, listen, if you guys all get the shot, you can have a season. Do you, would you take the, would you get the shot? Uh, yeah, you know, again, it depends, it depends on, you know, what are the you know side effects? What are the, you know, again, for us, you know, our biggest thing is always going to be, you know, player safety. And for me, it's going to be the safety of the coaches around me and whatnot. But, uh, you know, if there's no risk and there's no, you know, any sort of side effects or if they're confident that it's going to help, then yeah, absolutely. Why not? Right. Um, you know, I think the, the health of the general public and obviously our players is the most important thing. So if they say yes, then, you know, let's go. Yeah. Well, go ahead, bro. What was that? I said, go ahead, bro. Do you have? Yep. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, no, well, I mean, uh, I, I mean, everyone, every, have you guys thought about a bubble or anything like that? Like, did you hear that Lisa McLeod chick that was talking about, okay, no fighting, no touch, you know what I mean? All that crap. Did you hear that? Yeah, no, uh, you know, we heard at, at the beginning of it all, at the on, heard about, uh, I think it was, what was it, 10 players, no contact, no face offs. And I think, it, I think that's what it was. I, again, I, I'm not too sure. I, I, I tell uh, Seeks to kind of just let me know when we go. But, you know, he asked me if I was interested and, you know, from a, from, I always try and put myself in a player's perspective and, and, you know, I don't think that I would enjoy that as a player. I think I'd rather just, you know, take the option on, in that sense. Um, you know, that's something that we can do in practice. We can, we can do that with each other 10 versus 10, you know, there's no need to play anybody else. You know, the spirit of competition is sort of thrown out the window whenever, there's no contact whenever the rules of the game are changed, right? And, and that's something that you know, we were not going to be, I don't think, a part of unless our players were to, you know, unanimously tell us that, you know, we want to play, we want to do this. I feel bad yeah. for the guys that are all the, like, overagers because, like, what happens with them? Like yeah, I don't know. You know, obviously from a uh, – from a league perspective, we're hoping that the executives and the people in charge, you know, put themselves in, in the kids' shoes, right, and understand that, you know, a lot of these kids are either working or going to school, and they do this for, you know, fun, and they want to have, you know, one last kick at the can. It's always nice to go out on your own terms, right? And uh, we're hoping that the people in charge, and again, I don't know what rules they can change or what they can't, you know, but we're hoping that they'll give those guys, you know, especially you look at a lot of teams. I know Moortown, for example, they've had a lot of 
work put in the last couple of years where, you know, some guys came down chance to, to win and, you know, to just take it away from them seems wrong. But again, you know, I'm not in charge. My opinion doesn't really matter for much. So we'll see what they decide. It matters to me. Yeah. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> I always said, what if they just shoved it back one year to where like one year you would, so over age is normally what you're 21, right? Yeah. 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 So what if they did it just for one year only you're 22 and 21 would be your like, and then just one year only. And then that would actually give those guys the, that, year right that final yeah year. yeah you know again if it was me i think that makes sense i think that uh you know you're gonna have a lot of 2000s playing right and a lot of 2000 or 99 sorry at this point right but again you know i think it's just the right thing to do and you know as, as much as your competitive edge wants to either allow it or not i think you gotta really just put yourselves in the uh in the player's shoes right and see what they would want and i think uh, uh you know a lot of them would appreciate at least having you know one last chance to to sort of lace them up and play with their buddies. But would, would, would you be comfortable with, uh, so you got, say, just, just for example, say you got a couple 16-year-olds. Would you be comfortable with 22-year-olds going up against 16-year-olds? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think of myself, really, what's the difference between 21 and 22, right? They're, they're, you don't really grow a lot, you know, from 21 to 22, you grow a lot from 16 to 20 anyways, right? So, um I would feel comfortable for sure. Um, again, I don't have a 16 year old kid, so I, I don't know how a parent would feel about that, but I, I don't think the game is so intimidating anymore where a 16 year old needs to really, you know, worry about anything a 22 year old is going to do to them anyways. Right. If you, you know, look at the way the, the game's changed, there's, there's less you know big hits per se. There's definitely less fighting. There's, uh, you know, the amount of intent to injures is down, like, to the point where, you know, it just doesn't happen anymore. So I can't see there being a big risk. But, again, you know, Hockey Canada has got to make sure they're taking care of, you know, obviously the younger kids opposed to the older kids. So Is it because you'll have eight 21-year-olds and 22-year-olds? <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't even know. I, I haven't even thought that far ahead. That's how uh, much I haven't been involved, you know, well – with our roster, though, I'd imagine we'd probably be older than younger. But, you know, again, I try and, you know, take the competitive side out of it and just think about, you know, what the right thing to do would be. Right. So out of all the all the teams you've uh, coached and have been the assistant coach of, not including the team you're dealing with right now, yep. who's the best player you've ever had? Uh, well, Best play I've ever it had. It doesn't have to be one. It doesn't have to be one. It can be a several. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a pretty obvious answer. You know, I, I was fortunate enough my first year in Sun County, I got to coach Aaron Eckblad, you know, in his, uh, his uh, exceptional status here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it, uh, it would probably go without saying, but him for, for sure was an extremely good player. But, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough in Essex to coach Corey Beaulieu, too, who was, a, who was an outstanding player. And, uh, a good young man as well and you know even in in lakeshore you know i, I got to coach mike long who was just uh, a standing player along with mijo gasparovich and then uh 
you know, even even up there for me was Mitch Amante in uh, in Leamington. He was just uh, he was so good that you know, you know, there's very few players who kind of leave you in awe, right? And and he was one of those guys who who would just do things that uh, you know I I've never seen before. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, we, we still got ten minutes. We're good. Okay. Sorry about that. Our timer just came yeah, up. On yeah, now. yeah. All good. Yeah, all good, guys. I got uh, I got a, a little bit of time here anyway. So. So, so have have you ever thought about going into like a general manager's position or anything like that? No, absolutely not. No, that's not something I would. Uh, yeah, you know the the amount that uh, Seeks does for us. Is Don't just, want to deal with that shit. Oh my gosh, it's just uh, you know he's at uh, he's at meetings all the time. He's on the phone. He's going to ranks. He 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 does it all right. And, you know, and that's just something that uh, you know, especially you know, teaching in schools, and whatnot. You bring a lot home and. I also really enjoy teaching and coaching different uh, different sports at the school, you know, and, and typically, you know, not this year so much, but in years past, you know, you're at the school till late and then you go to the arena till late. There's not much time for, for anything else, right? So uh, being a GM is definitely something I would never, ever, ever want to do. What is your other favorite sport? I would think it's basketball. Oh, yeah. No, basketball. <laughs> basketball is my favorite sport for sure. So, yeah. I'm too short to watch basketball. So. Yeah. You're 6'6". Six, six, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Probably sure where I should have been. So <laughs> so how did that uh, – did everything come about with you getting the offer with Lakeshore? Uh, at the time, I was uh, an assistant coach for uh, Leamington um, with, uh, obviously, Tony Porosky and Ron, and Ron Seuss. He was there as assistant. And um, – it was at the beginning of the year and uh, it was about, I think the first week of August, I want to say maybe a, a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and uh, Lakeshore's coach had uh, stepped away. And uh, one night my phone got a ring from uh, Mark Segan and asked if I wanted to interview and interviewed me. Um, and then uh, about a week later, maybe it was a little bit more, I can't remember, but uh, he, offered the job. I remember it was a, it was a late notice. It was about mid August when you got the job and, uh, I just, yeah, I accepted. I thought at the time it was, uh, the right thing to do, you know, traveling to Leamington was, uh, time consuming and, uh, started, uh, teaching at the time. So I thought, uh, it might be in my best interest to, uh, to head there. I didn't know much about, uh, Siegs other than, you know, when we used to play against them back in the day. So, made it a little you know, awkward for the first couple of weeks, but you know, from there, uh, you know, we've grown to become good friends and you know, I've been happy with, uh, with my decision ever since. Awesome. I, was, I, I talked to uh, Jamie McDermott and he was uh, saying how, how, how proud he was of you. Like you actually, you know, he said you were so coachable. You were so, you, you, you were like a sponge, you know, like he was, you were one of his favorite guys to, to coach. And he said he was so happy to see that you actually followed it and, you know, gave back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, Jamie was a, a great, great coach to play for as well. Um, easygoing guy that you learned a lot off of. Right. And, and that's the thing, you know, whenever you, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, I'm successful right now as far as your record's concerned, but you're really just a product of you know the people who you know you've coached 
or have been coached by or have coached with, right? And and I've been really fortunate where I've been coached by some of the, the, the best coaches in the area. And I know for sure that I've coached with uh, some of the best coaches as well, right? So you take what they kind of teach you. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to basically spread their message. And, and like I said, it's been going pretty good so far. Well, good for you. Well, do you have anything else you want to ask him before we go off the air here? No, we'll take it, man. I'm good. Or we bring him back. I got to mix a drink. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we yep. can. Okay. okay, you know what? Let's We're... do a little break right now. I'll send you a thing in like. I thought that's what you were asking. Three minutes, okay? <laughs> yeah, no problem. Okay, yeah, whenever, whenever you guys right. want. Like I said, I pushed everything back a little later, so as much time as you guys need. Okay, I'll we so, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man, Anthony. thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank yeah, you, guys. I'll send it in, see you in a minute. In a few, yeah. So, uh, Jamie also told me another story about, uh, you know, you'd, you'd take pretty long shifts out there on the ice. And he said, when, when you would come back off the ice, he said, you'd have an eye that just kind of just went sideways on him. And uh, he wasn't too sure about uh, if you were having a little heart issue or uh, or what was going on up there in the inside the old melon. Yeah. Yeah, probably, uh, you know, I got a good coaching uh, it's and I have a, a lazy eye and uh, I wear glasses to kind of, you know, suck it back down. But um, I was, uh, what, my first year or maybe my second year, I can't remember which one I was in Essex and uh, I was coaching a kid and, you know, he's uh, he one of my favorites. And uh, at the time I was coaching the penalty kill and I was, uh, I was pretty upset with him. He just, he, he wasn't uh, listening per se. And, you know, you, you kind of sometimes need to, to lose it. So I, uh, I ended up losing it. And, and when I'm tired, it gets, a, uh, my eye gets a little lazier. So, uh, you know, at the time I, I didn't wear glasses on the ice and, you know, I still don't. And, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely traveling. And I remember uh, just losing it on him for a good, probably 30 seconds to a minute. And when it was all done, I stopped and uh, the kid just kind of, looked at me and then looked behind him and just said, are, are you yelling at me or are you yelling at the guy behind me? And, uh, you know, I didn't know you had a lazy eye. Jamie yeah, I know. Jamie set me up for that one. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's definitely provides some uh, some interesting pat, uh, facts. You know, I have a lot of fun with it. So, uh, well, he yeah, sent was, me a uh, picture of uh, Steve Buscemi off of uh, – what was that? Oh, Waterboy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jamie Wood, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Mr. Deeds, when he was that's the one. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. the pizza <laughs> delivery dude, yeah. East and West. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good times. Well, that must have put a fear, lot of fear into a lot of people out on the ice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure uh, how much happened on the ice. You know, it's something that uh, you can't really control. So I just, uh, you know, I just kind of went with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What have you been doing with your time now with all this COVID shit going on? Uh, honestly, just updating the house as much as possible. Just trying to, uh, you know, uh, you know, when you've been doing this for so long, you, uh, I, I can't remember the last time I haven't gone September to, you know, at least early April and haven't been, you know, four or five days a week with hockey. So I've just been trying to enjoy it, trying to, you know, spend more time with family, more time with friends. You know, a lot of these guys that uh, are some of my really good buddies. I haven't, you know, in years past, I've, 
I've had to miss out on a lot. And, you know, it, it sucks right now that not a lot's happening, but, you know, um, you're able to spend some time here, especially in the summer, you know, we're able to golf a lot, you're able to, you know, just get out with, even if it's just two or three buddies, right. It's just something that, uh, you know, I'm thankful to have the opportunity to do, you know, as, as much as it sucks, it's, it's definitely nice to have a, you know, a change of pace every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You golf a lot. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to work at Sutton Creek back in the day. So, uh, I used to golf a lot and then kind of got away with from it the last few years. And, and this year I probably got, you know, uh, not a whole lot, but probably, you know, 16 to 20 rounds in, which was a lot more than in years past. That's for sure. You played a hell of a lot more than I did. I think I only played like <laughs> five or six rounds this year. I probably, <laughs> I probably played right around there around 15 to 20 times this yeah. year. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I, I really enjoyed it though this year. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't drink when, like I have a couple beers, but you uh-huh. know, like usually you're in a tournament, like the 73s tournament or whatever, oh. having a couple while well, next thing you know, the game gets away from you or you, somebody <laughs> overserves you. It's not out. the game getting away from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I got to say is it wasn't my fault. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh one of the like, funniest things you've ever seen on the ice just something that made you just laugh uh could 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 be anything could be something that happened during a play something someone said just anything dressing room yeah whatever oh you know there's just i I don't know (laughs) you know there's uh there's so many things that just you know they make you laugh but you know one of uh one of the things that you know you know, we found funny just coming over to Lakeshore was a bit, uh, was a bit different, right? Because you know, obviously you've seen things done a certain way almost your whole time, right? It was with Essex and then, you know, went to Leamington, who, you know, Tony had done a lot that was in Essex already. So it's kind of the same thing, right? So you go to a whole new, new team. And, you know, one of the things that I remember from our first year we were playing, I, I want to say it was Essex. I, I can't remember. And, you know, one of the things we do that maybe is a bit different is, you know, I just, you know, next guy up, I just roll four lines. I don't uh, worry too much about line matching, especially in the regular season. I just, minute left in the game, one goal game, you know, if it's your so-called fourth line, I'll just, I'll put them out there. I'll live with the consequences, right? It's, to me, that's the best way to learn. Um, so one of the things that uh, I did was, sorry about that. Uh, um, <laughs> one of the, yeah. <laughs> one of the things I did was, uh, you know, we had a fourth, not a fourth line guy, but a, a first year guy who, you know, uh, probably wasn't going to be in that situation. And we're in a one goal game with about you know 45 seconds left. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it just, obviously it always happens, but, uh, you know, they got a shot on net and the rebound came out and he was the only guy around with the puck and, and he could have turned around and skated, to the red line probably no one was around him and uh you know i'll never forget it he just took the puck and he skated directly into the defensive zone corner and just pinned the puck against the boards with nobody in sight at all i mean nobody was within 15 to 20 feet and we're just screaming at the kid from the bench and he's just pinning the puck in the corner all by himself and next thing you know you know somebody came in stole the puck came out and they didn't score but you know it just it's more so, you know, those little, yeah, but it's, it's those types of little things, you know, where they come to the bench and, and, you know, 
you just ask a kid like what they're thinking, right? And it's the answers you get, right? Uh, you know, another incident, we were in Essex, right? And this was in the playoffs. And again, one of my guys who, you know, I love to death, um, doesn't really get many, you know, first line minutes, you know, power play minutes, but just gives it his all. And same thing, ended up with the puck in his own end all by himself. And yeah. you've, been sitting, you've been sitting behind a bench and you've been playing. Yeah. So I really like this question, so I'm going to ask it. Yeah. Like, what's the best chirp you've ever heard? Oh no, I don't. I don't know if I can tell you that one. Come on down. Uh no, I I don't know if I can. If it's but that uh, bad, we can take it out. Yeah, yeah throw I know. It out there. No, you know, I just uh, I don't right, know. Give us the secondary one, then. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's been so many of them. Dude, you want to you hear chirps? Listen to our last fucking episode, man. Listen to our last freaking episode if you want to hear chirps. Yeah, there's some good ones. Darren McCarty toasted me, bro. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Tony, me, Tony, oh, yeah. Tony really Torch got me. it. Torch yeah. Me. Torch yeah. Me. yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. He's still leaking a little. Yeah. Is he? Oh, it was brutal, man. Yeah, you're a little quiet today. You're hesitant, eh? Oh, yeah. He stole a little, just a little fucking, like, just a. I don't know, man. It was I've never been, I've never been chirped like that in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, all right, you know. Uh, to play in Lakeshore, we say you gotta have thick skin, so you know it's uh, it's oh. part of the game, right? Yeah, he beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so, so Anthony, when when uh, the, the playoffs ended for you last year, like that 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 was nuts. Like how the COVID stepped in, and then and you weren't you guys up at the time? Uh, we just we just finished with uh, with Essex, and uh, we're about to start with uh, Moortown. And that was for the Schmaltz Cup, yeah? No, that was just for the Stobbs. That was for our oh, okay. area. Yeah, yeah, that was just locally. So we didn't uh, we didn't get a chance to you know play a game versus them at all. So, but yeah, that, it was, that uh, kind of hurt. Like, would you, you think you would have beat them? Uh, you know, I think everybody has that kind of quiet confidence where you know you feel like you're going to win, you know what I mean? But oh, uh, just say it, create another rivalry. You <laughs> to kick their fucking ass. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, you asked them, I'm sure they thought they would have, uh, you know, beat us in four from all the talk. But, you know, if, if you look at teams that traditionally win, right, it's teams who uh, not score but keep the puck out of their net. And, you know, if you look at our, our goals against total last year, if it wasn't, you know, a, a record – I don't know how anybody has allowed anything less. I think we, we let in 57 goals over 40 games, right? So, wow. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something it's, – it's little things like those that, you know, we, we feel give you a better chance. You know, we always say you can, you can win a game one nothing, but you can lose a game 6-5, right? So, um, you know, for us, obviously, the team we had, we, we felt like we were going to go on a, a long, a long run. So – uh, you know, it's disappointing. It's disappointing for our players, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it is just hockey, right? And that's something we try and, and keep in the back of our head. Mm-hmm. You guys got smaller nets in uh, Bow River, there? <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, <laughs> just reduced them a little bit over there. But uh, yeah, you know, it's amazing what you can do when everybody buys in. They right? say it's colder out by the lake, right? So the nets shrink, everything shrinks, everything. Yeah. yeah. Shrinks yeah. when it's colder. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> I won't touch that one. 
That's fine. Holy fuck. So all in all, what what was your best game that you've ever played in? The the one that stands out most to you? Um I don't know. That's uh, another good question. The one, like, uh, from a from a coaching perspective, one of my favorite games was uh, again in our first year in Lakeshore. Uh, it was playoff time. It was our first finals with this team, and they got uh, they got beat by the seventy threes the year before. I think they finished first in the regular season, and then they got swept by the seventy threes. Uh, you know, one year prior. So uh, we took kind of a team that you know didn't necessarily know how to win and, and we were trying to show them the ropes and or trying to at least, you know, put them over the edge. And, um, we were up, I think it was, I want to say it was two games to one at the time. I could be wrong on that, but I think it was two games to one. And, uh, um, we were heading into Essex, you know, and that's a pretty big game, right? That game four is always uh, a, a must win, you know, if, if you're going anywhere, you know, you got to win those game fours. Otherwise, you're in trouble, right? The difference between 3-1 and 2-2, you know, for, for me and, and for our staff is huge, right? So, anyways, we were uh, we were struggling to start games, and, and that was the message before was to, uh, to start strong. And, you know, next thing you know, we're down 4-1 after the first period, right? We're just, yeah, we're, we're not in a good place. And, uh you know, I'll never forget it. My assistant coach came walking in and asked me what I was going to say, you know, to the team. And I just looked at him and I said, I'm not going in that room. You know, I, I told them one thing. I told them, you know, like, be ready to start. And clearly they didn't listen. So why would I go in there and, you know, tell them something again, right? They're, they obviously don't want to hear it. And that's it. So, you know, we're sitting in the in the separate dressing room and my other assistant coach walks in and he told me that every all the guys are on the bench. I said, and while the Zamboni was going around, and I said, "Excuse me," he said, "All the guys are on the bench." He's so I said, "Okay, why are they on the bench?" And he says, uh, "They said they know what they got to do, and like they're 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 ready to go." So I asked him. I said, "Did they realize that they missed the first period, right? Because obviously that was something that passed." And uh, you know, he's like, "I don't know." It doesn't always have to be a verbal statement. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's cool, you know, from a coaching perspective, right. Where you see your team grow, you know, we heard stories about a year before how they're all turning on one another and how everybody was falling apart and melting down. And, you know, now in the time when they needed to do it the most, they, uh, they stuck together. Right. And that's what you, that's what you coach for. That's what you want to see. You want to build, you know, good people who, who help one another and who, you know, take pride in what they do. And that was a good moment. Right. And, you know, we went out that next period, and again, same thing. We ended up, you know, turning momentum a little bit, but we were down 5-3, I want to say, 5-2 after, uh, after two. And they just – they didn't they didn't stop, right? They didn't refuse, right? And, you know, third period, they we scored three uh, – two quick ones, and then uh, we tied it up with about a minute left, and then we won it in overtime, right? And it was just uh, a great moment where – you know, you, you got to see how a group of guys can, you know, work together to, to climb out of anything, right? And, and that was something that, uh, you know, as a staff, we're really proud of and really happy to see. How's that new barn? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I have no complaints. I like it. You know, anything, uh, anything new nowadays is pretty immaculate. They got uh, a nice setup up there with, uh, with the team and in the room, and even our uh, our coaches' room is great. So, uh, you know, again, you know, everywhere you go nowadays, they they try and deck it out to the nines, and that's uh, that's something that Lakeshore definitely did. Do you think, uh, back to your answer there about the uh, game, um, do you think your boys might have been scared that you are going to come in and take off your glasses and show the crazy eye? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny, right? You know, you think, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that uh, I start, I, I don't want to say I start to learn, but I've learned over the years is, you know, when you coach, sometimes, you know, you think, you know, especially when you start, you think you're the, you know, the X factor, you're deciding factor, you're going to be the reason. You know, there's some speeches when, you know, you leave me and the assistant coaches will laugh. We go in the coaches' room, that was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, pound it. Like, you just, you know, you nailed it out of the park. And you go out and you just lay an absolute egg, right? And, you know, there's other times you walk in the room and, you know, you fumble all your words, you know, and you're not making sense. And, you know, you go out and you absolutely dominate, right? So, you know, it just shows you, you know, from, from our perspective, you know, we're not really that important. It just matters, uh, you know, the guys in your room and, and how they, you know, how they feel about one another. And, and that's what we try and build. We try and make sure that they're independent. They don't need me. They don't need any other coach. They just need each other. And that's mm-hmm. the one that, you know, we try and hammer home. Mm-hmm. That's a great coaching skill too, though. Yeah. You know, it's uh, making them realize sure our... that, right? Not that they're all individuals and they can all go and score and, you know, nobody passes like Anthony. So yeah, you know. yeah, that's that's it. So use a puck hog. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, was that no pass, Anthony, or no passes from Anthony? Here. Which was it? Just put him off my ass <laughs> and go in the net. Just like That's it. Is there uh, is there any certain way you want to see those boys on the ice this year? Like you want to see them like physical? Like how do you want to see them play? Yeah, uh, you know, for for us, it's never really. Uh, I don't hammer home necessarily a style like a, a certain style of play. You know, every uh, you know, I read one of John Wooden's book, who I think uh, you know is a big you know person who you know, I follow as far as his philosophies and whatnot. And uh, you know, one of the things he, that he mentioned was that you know you, every team's different, right? Every team has uh, different players who excel in different situations and. You know, we just want our guys to be themselves. You know, I know you hear about the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Pete Carroll, and how he talks about you know his players. He celebrates who they are, and, and that's something that I think we kind of adapted to. Right? I just want our guys to be them, and I want them to to channel their energy and their personality into a, a team setting, right? And you know, that's what we kind of aim to do. You know, we don't necessarily want to be a physical team or a skilled team or a, I just want a team that uh, that isn't afraid you know to to try their best isn't afraid of you know any other players and whatnot and uh, is willing to you know no matter who you are you have to be willing to take a hit to make a play and, and do the little things right and mm-hmm. that's all we kind of preach perfect that's awesome mm-hmm. oh Jamie also said just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you get to drink the drinks and then walk out when it's your turn to buy. <laughs> I haven't seen, you know, for, 
for a guy who was part owner of the Leamington Flyers, I haven't seen him pick up many tabs in his lifetime. So. <laughs> I really <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> He just told me to get you with that one. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I can say a lot about Jamie, that's for sure. Uh, oh, you, you can tell us. We won't tell anybody. Yeah, no, I, you know, <laughs> I've never seen uh, a sidekick with so much say before, you know, in my life. So. <laughs> I love it. Always a bridesmaid, never the bride, eh? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh, that's awesome. Hmm. Um, I'm all good. I'm. What about you? Yeah, I, I. I'm good, man. I've asked all my twenty. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> one quick question. I do got a. I got do got a good one actually. Yeah. So off hockey. Yep. I'm guessing you're a Raptors fan. What do you think of the moves? Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, uh, no Ibaka, no Gasol. You know what I mean? What do you think? Yeah. Downhill think, or uphill? Yeah, I think that. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, again, you just you hear organizations and you you hear the people involved, and I think uh, the Raptors have you know. Again, I don't know, I don't know the people, but you know, from you know what you see and what you you read, right? I think that they got the right people, and um, you know, again, it's, it's hard to say what happened. I, I loved Ibaka, I loved Gasol, you know, I love that that whole team, but yeah, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that. Uh, I think they're dissecting a little too much, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they might be uh, an off year, but, uh, you know, next year's free agent class is going to be a pretty crazy one. So I think they want to land somebody somebody big, but hopefully they do. What do you think about the new curling moves? (laughs) Can't say I uh, watched too much (laughs) curling, but uh, I'm sure they were great. And I don't watch (laughs) basketball. I'm just That's it. With you. Yeah. All, all right, man. Honestly, thank you so much, man. This has been great. And best of luck. Yeah, thank you, you guys. Your yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks yeah, a lot, Anthony. And we, yeah, thank we, you we guys. You know, hope all is well. And we'll go out there too. Yeah. Well, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah stay yeah, safe out there, man. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay. I appreciate it. All right, Cheers. buddy. Take care. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot, eh? Yeah. See you, man. And there he was, folks, Mr. Anthony Iaquina. What a fucking wagon he's got going on in Lakeshore, eh, boys? What a fucking Fuck. beautiful. Fucking 6'6", yeah. six, six, bro. Are you kidding me? I know. he's He was the fucking chara of fucking junior C hockey. Ooh. Get it in there. Get it in there, Rob. Boys, did you guys hear the Rangers are not allowing – Lafreniere to play in the World Juniors. What do you guys think? I can't blame him. Really? Why? Well, you know what I mean? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of future riding on the line with Lafreniere at the Rangers. And uh, a silly accident or a mishap or an injury could uh, really fuck that up. I, I, I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. He's already got bad knees, doesn't he? That's the rumor, I guess. <laughs> well, why why did he leave the World Juniors last year? Did I was going to ask you that? Did he played last year, right? Well, he he left one game because he got hurt, right? I, okay. I, I, I want to say it was the first game. Might have been, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, and they were all scared about that, right? 
Yeah. I was going to say, okay, that's what, before I was going to say, I'm glad I didn't now, but I was going to say, has he played in a world juniors? Because if he hadn't, and then now oh, they're, and now they're not allowing him to go would be kind of shitty. Cause you're missing out on a good experience. Right. Well, that's just the U S fucking Canada again. Right. Mm -hmm. I thought he was already in the juniors and he was a total stud when he played. No. Yeah. He, he was, he played, he, he played last year, last, last year, I think it was. And, yeah. uh, got, I want to say he got hurt in the first game and he had to be taken off the ice. Right. But he come back and kid's a stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Rangers are going to fucking love him, man. But, Wally, I can kind of see with what, with what you're saying as to, like, he's your franchise. Well, he's the future of your franchise, right? So you don't really want him going over there and something stupid happening and him getting hurt. So I kind of agree with you on that aspect. However, if you flip and then go the other way about it, it's like I – it's just a whole experience of playing for your country too. So that's the other thing that makes me like, ah, on it too. But I see what you're saying, Wally, definitely. Yeah. Is it me or did Wally leave? <laughs> there I'm he sorry, is. Guys. Um, <laughs> who was it? One of you guys had a note on uh, one of the guys from the Leafs there in World Juniors, didn't you? Yeah, it was uh, Nick Roberts. Now, I saw – I want to say it was around 9.30 this morning that uh, he he was going and he's going to miss the training camp for the Maple Leafs because when the World Juniors is done, he won't be able – he's got to sit out the 14 days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's – that's uh, it was 10.30. They came in and basically saying the, uh, he's not going to the World Juniors and he's going to stay and do the camp for the Leafs. Same result is Lafreniere, and, and again, uh, uh, at these times, and, and you know what I mean, uh, there's a lot of money riding on, you know, entrance from the draft, uh, like high prospects, you know what I mean? I, I can't blame a team for, like, protecting their investment. So is that why he's not going? He's not going because the team, Toronto's not allowing him to go? No, I think it's a joint decision by Toronto and him. You know what I mean? And I don't think he wants to – you're talking about the 14-day isolation. He's going to miss time. You know what I mean? He, I don't know. It's the NHL or the juniors, man. you got to pick one, you know? And true, World Juniors doesn't pay you, does it? So, if you, you know what I mean? Yeah, how, how bad would you – blows his knee out. Well, he fucking blows his knee out fucking riding his bike to work. That's true, too. Wow. Well, as I'm saying, when, 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 when a franchise is banking their money on you kind of thing, the only time you're going to be blowing a knee out is on their time. I don't think Toronto is banking on this Nick Robertson. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. but I'm Maybe it's saying. his best interest. I really don't know, to be honest with you. I'm just saying it's probably joint is what I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, you would say joint. Wednesday joint. I'll say join again, Rob. Speaking of joint, and this episode of Hatcher Hockey is brought to you by Tony's Joint. <laughs> Tony's Joint. Check out our Tony's Joint. Speaking of joint. Tony's Joint gets a lot of a lot of airtime here with us. <laughs> um it's an easy push around here. <laughs> Wally, you you uh you had something on the on the Wayne Gretzky rookie card, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But before we go there, man, I just we were just talking about juniors and stuff like that. So the roster's out. So I'm just going to give a quick shout out to oh, yeah. everybody on the team. We got Kirby yeah. Dak, Con Connor Zary, Dylan Holloway, Cole Perfetti, Jacob Pelletier, 
Alex Newhook, Ryan Suzuki, Connor McMichael, Peyton Krebs, Quentin Byfield, Dawson Mercer, Dylan Cousins, Philip Tomasino, and Jack Quinn are all your forwards. And for defense, you've got Braden Schneider, Caden Korzak, Bowen Byram, Thomas Harley, Jamie Drysdale, Jordan Spence, Caden Gould, Justin Barron, and your goaltenders, Devin Levi, Taylor Gauthier, and Dylan Garand. Go Canada. Yeah, Never like heard of them. <laughs> well, you will. Oh, I'll be watching. I'll be sounds, watching. Oh, yeah. Great. Sounds like an yeah, absolute. Boy, I'll be watching. And remember, it's not Boxing Day they play on. This is the first time, I think, in World yep. Junior history that they're playing the day after. Yep. The 27th is their first game, I believe. If I'm right, it was against Slovakia, if I'm right. I believe you are. But, yeah, that's weird. We're, I'm used to watching Canada play on Boxing Day, as far as I can remember, right? So that's why. Yeah. Why would they break that streak, though? Uh, they don't get to make – I have no idea. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of a dick move, whoever's doing scheduling. Well, someone's got to be – someone's got to be last. In it doesn't Europeans. even matter because we'll be, we'll be first, so it's good. <laughs> that is true. Probably Gary Bettman. Gary Bettman has something to do with this. <laughs> yeah, Gary <laughs> Bettman has something to do with everything. Stop being a jerk. <laughs> Gary. Gary. Uncle Gary. Okay, Wally, to that rookie card there. Rookie card. Wayne Gretzky's rookie card just sold for one point. $2.9 million. One point, was it $1.3? $1.3 million for this rookie card, Wayne Gretzky's. Last time, a Wayne Gretzky sold for uh, so much money. It was something like 495000 U.S. That's a big jump in however long it's been since someone put out some good money for a card. Mm. Not to correct you, Wally, but I think it was one29 <laughs> The other, The other money I got in my pocket. Yeah. That's <laughs> 1.3. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's crazy though, man. Like, imagine how much money that guy has to just buy that card like that. Do you know right? any of those cards I threw against the wall fucking playing leansies? <laughs> <laughs> or I was going back in that, like so so I mean uh we'll go down in that after that, actually. So we got the nineteen sixty-six tops, Bobby Orr rookie card, two hundred and five American. Wow. Yeah, and then you got the uh, 79 tops, eight, number 18 version of the rookie card went for 200 grand. You know what I mean? There's some big money flying around hockey cards right now. Yeah, I heard hockey cards are making Bobby a big hole rookie is 150. Hockey cards are making a big comeback, eh? They are. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I gave all mine to my ex. Yeah, there's so, hey, some of those cards there made my bike sound sweet when I was riding down the street as a kid, you know? <laughs> those were my baseball cards back in the day. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, what else was it we were, we were shooting the shit about before we came on the air? What else oh, was the tra it? trades between Canada, the can Canadian division and the U.S. divisions. Oh, yeah. So how, how's all that going to break down? So they're not they're not going to stop that from happening. What they're going to do is you still have to sit out your 14-day quarantine going which going to Canada or back to the US. Mm -hmm. Either way, you got to sit out the 14 days. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to make teams trade a little earlier knowing that if you're going to make that push for the playoffs and you need that player, it's probably going to cause teams to trade sooner, no? 
yeah, maybe. Or or they look at their when their break is, and they have their seven days off, maybe. Okay. And, and you know, now now it's only a week, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So I I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they're going to have to go through all the scenarios for that shit because 14 days, how many games are you going to be playing in 14 days? Quite a few. Yeah. You fuck probably six to eight. Right. Or, or now are they going to, are you going to keep trading within your country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be, it's, Some it's shit gonna, to think about. It's going to be a weird year in the NHL this year. Mm-hmm. Like, there was there was this, this week, they, though, they got a big job to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Wall. No, I was just—I I was just—I uh, didn't mean to change the subject. Right, I was just going to say there was some early news this week saying that Patch already was being shopped around by the Golden, uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And then mm-hmm. I guess the owner came out and basically said, "Absolutely not." Yeah. So that shuts that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fake not- news. Yeah. Fake news. Yeah, he was almost a fucking point of game guy there too, wasn't right. he? You yeah. can't give up that guy. No, God, that guy's no. stud. Oh. He brought you that run last year. Come yeah. on. Oh, and he's a man rocket. <laughs> that too. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely I couldn't believe it. Who there's still like some big names in the free agent market. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't have any off the top of my head. I know I was just looking at a list the other day and I was just like, how the fuck are some of these guys still free agents? I remember we talked about Hoffman a bunch of weeks ago. Like, has he even been signed yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. But Chara still hasn't been signed by Boston. Yeah, but he ain't going to go anywhere but Boston, you think? Yeah. Do, you think do, you, do you think he'll sign elsewhere? If anything, I think he'd go back to Europe. Yeah. He, it's, it, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to either be a Boston contract or Europe. Yeah. I think he's going to sign too far past, like, the Leafs being interested anymore. We've already done some work after that. Mm-hmm fake news or whatever you want to call that. Uh, I don't see that happening now. So it's either Boston or he's on the, on the plane back. Or do you think he'll just, just fucking call it a day, call it a, I'll call it a day here. Yeah. I maybe just, I mean like, and just fucking just be done with hockey. Do you think you, he would ever go no. that route? No, I he's got years in. He's he'll, anyone will take him overseas, man. He got a, He's got another Look good at, three, uh, three to five years left in him. I think yeah. he's going to sign a one-year team-friendly deal in Boston. Well, from what yeah. my sources tell me, as long as three can, to five man. years. Do you think he'll? Well, he's got a pretty good shot at winning the cup there in Boston. I was going to say, do you think he would go anywhere For else sure. to where he would have a better shot, possibly? Hey, you put him on the leash, that'll give them a good shot. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, that guy's a fucking beast, man. And he's Like one. I said, like I said it before, man, like, no one's a tough guy on the ice with Char out there, man. That guy is a fucking, like, bohemoth motherfucker with a big long stick in his hand. Mm-hmm. I don't see too many people, like, you know, everyone can throw a couple cross checks here, and I don't see too many people doing it to Char. You know what no. I mean? No, Don't wake no. the beast, you know? That's what she said about him. <laughs> what that? He's got a big stick in his hand. <laughs> I said that's what she said about him. <laughs> no, she didn't. She never said that. <laughs> it was a torso. That's funny. <laughs> um, I feel like there was one more thing we were talking about too. Yes. Uh, speaking of the Leaf defenseman, uh, Rasmus Sundin. 
He's saying he's uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's saying he's feeling bigger, stronger than he's ever felt in his entire career. He said, Nylander can't even handle me. <laughs> and that's William Nylander who he plays with. <laughs> and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they not from the same country? I believe they are. That's probably just some inner chirps going on there. Mm. Oh, bring it on. I love it. I love mm. it. Get the boys competing. Yeah. Okay. No, no, boys, I was reading something there on the um, NHL. I don't know if it was uh, Sports Center, Sports Line, whatever, Sports Net. But uh, I saw that the NHL is talking about putting ads on helmets. Yep. What do you guys think? Well, we I'm all... good with it, man. Uh, I, I, at these times, I'm good for it. If you would have asked me that question pre-COVID, I would have said no. I don't agree with that at all. You know, you're just trying to, like, ride the fucking, you know, wave of make more money, you know what I mean? But the way I'm looking at it right now is with COVID going on, a, a season almost shortened by, like, you know, you're playing 55% of a, of a season. Uh, you know, you're losing – owners, they're losing a lot of money, man, and they're still paying out these guys that are out there playing for, uh, you know, X amount of millions of dollars per year. So I don't really feel that bad about it. Uh I think it's, it's, I think it should just be like a three year step and temporary or something. You know, I, I don't know if I agree with it always being around, but mm-hmm. this year I'd give it to them. I was going to say that from the aspect of like that they're losing money and stuff like that. Imagine the NHL didn't have a salary cap and they, and they fucking still had to pay these guys. Like, you know what I mean? That'd be crazy. Um, but as for the ads and stuff on the helmets, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, just because it makes it look too Europeanish, shall I say? We've already made the game look that much European. Yeah, yeah you think? know what I mean. Which, well, I mean, you're taking fighting out of it, so aren't you making it European mm-hmm. to begin with? But, but <laughs> is the there ass- a league I can watch without uh, the European style? Like, can, <laughs> doubtful. Is there something they carry on TV, like a, like a bunch of Zach Cassians or oh. Matt Martins, you know, who can wheel and deal, still put the puck in the net and punch? Your face off. Yeah, punch, <laughs> punch your head soft. I would watch that all day. Um, also, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, it makes it look too European. I'm okay, like like Wally said, to do it for like a three to five year thing, maybe to just make up some more cash because COVID is fucking everything up, right? So I'm okay with it in that aspect. But like you to jump on what Wally said here, I don't want to see it in a in a long term thing. I just think it would it would be stupid in my if honest you opinion. COVID years, start, COVID years. I say, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. You know? If you let it start, it's not going to stop. That's what I, I agree mean. With that Next too. thing you know, it'll be covering your fucking Detroit Red Wing jerseys. It'll be covering covering your Toronto Maple Leafs. It'll be covering it'll be covering all the jerseys too. Yeah, now yeah, they do it in Europe, and and I don't <laughs> want a fucking Lucas Oil on top of my. You know, Toronto, you can put a hat trick hockey on there. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. We don't quite have the funding for that yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Like I said, that's just maybe. I don't, like it. I don't like it just due to the fact that the players aren't going to see any of that money. That's all ownership. Now, mm. looking into that, ownership didn't make themselves rich by buying these hockey teams. They're rich because of another reason. So the, the, hockey teams are only like basically a project for them. Yeah, it's crazy, man. 
you know, like they, they, I'm telling you, they don't lose money. The, no. the team might lose money, but them owners aren't losing money on these teams. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I'm just saying the amount of money coming in through your team and your team's production through an 84 game season does not exist. Uh, now you're playing a 56 game season, like you know, so you're looking at 28 games. You are missing now 28 games with a packed stadium, everybody buying food and beer and and all that. That's a lot of fucking money, man. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, you're not getting that. Yeah. Now, you don't try, you players, don't think the players are getting every dime of theirs. So that's all I'm saying. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not getting their money. They're taking a percentage now. So okay. They, well, if that's the case, then then totally agree. Right. They, they are. They are getting a percentage. They're not getting their full pay. I don't know the rules on that, or if that's fact, but I'm just saying, I, I agree. Then in that case, I, I'm almost a hundred percent on this, but you don't think that. In the arenas, your $11 hot dog is not going to be $23 hot dollars now? Mm-hmm. No, but all I'm getting at is a 25 man that are sitting on the bench and their coaches and their trainers and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, like you got two teams out there on the ice. And you got like, it, it takes that packed stadium. And, and like that packed stadium is a lot of jobs. That packed stadium is concession workers. That packed stadium is security guards. And there's so many elements of the game, like outside of just the skaters, you know what I mean? That need to be paid. They aren't getting their money either. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's across the board. It sucks. It sucks for everybody. I'm saying as a temporary stamp, go for it while COVID's happening. Mm-hmm. After that, and I agree with you, Rob, like you, you open the door, it's never going to go away. You know what I mean? So I'm with you a hundred percent on that. But right now, like, I mean, this is the time we're in. You think now is when they just maximize on their television deals and stuff like that in order to create or try to like make back some of the revenue as to what they're missing out on with packed houses. Right, because now is that's I have no idea about that stuff. But what I'm saying to you is, is the owners own own the rights to the shirts, the helmets, the pants, everything. Those guys. So when it comes right down to it, those poor bastards that work the concession stands, sell the beers, give you your ice creams, you know, all that shit. They're not getting any extra money. They're not going to get a raise. Look at look at the guy in Boston that owns a fucking Bruins. He fucking he, Fire everybody. Get rid of everybody. That guy's a dick. I'm going to charge you more to sit in your seats. Mm. Yeah, that guy. He was like one of the only franchises when all this stuff hit that wasn't paying his freaking workers. Almost all the other owners they paid in. The players were chipping in for fuck's sakes. Yes. Yes. Like, that's crazy. Because because they know who takes care of who. Mm. Fuck you, Boston. (laughs) <laughs> coming from two leaf fans and you know what me being a wings fan yeah they've been they've been beating up on my on my wings too so fuck you boss <laughs> all right you boys got anything else you want to talk about or are we gonna crush the coach crush beers and watch college football fuck yeah. i'm fucking day drinking the rest of the fucking day boys <laughs> well that's what i've been doing over the last two hours <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys are good, eh? Everybody's all good? We're good. Beauty. All right, until next week, we'll chat to everybody after. Rob, Wally, Ant, signing off. We'll see you. Peace. Yeah, I 
I can get behind it.